Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. So welcome back. Last podcast we listened, I did a game with Javon where I asked her different pop culture, like 10 questions, black pop culture. If she got at least 50%, she got to keep her card for another week. He means a black card, yes. If she doesn't get at least 50%, she has to go outside for 10 minutes. <laughs> to stand by myself to Stand outside. by yourself and your thoughts. And why Think are about you... your blackness. Exactly. Think about how you're going to earn it back Be alone week. with your blackness and think of how you're going to earn it back. And again, I want to reiterate, I am black already. So, so maybe when we get more advanced, she can phone a friend Not or reach out. All right. So I got a name for this segment. It's called Black Like That. Black like that. Yeah. Your variance is in volume. Just so just, just so sporadic. I know. So um my host name will be Cleveland Howard Hill. Why do you need another host name? No relation to Varnell Hill. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right. First question, Javon, are you ready? Yes. Actress Gabrielle Union starred in what 2003 film with rapper slash actor LL Cool J as an arrogant health inspector? Deliver Us from Ava. Correct. I love that movie. See, I own it. The first one is always easy. <laughs> it gets tougher from here on out. Are you keeping track of how many I get right? You got one right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Question number two. So loud. Yep. In House Party, what did Party Goes Break and Plays Mom's House? Say it again. In House Party, what did Party Goers Break and Plays House? The toilet. Correct. Thank you. That's two now. Two two for for two. Are you ready for your next question? Yep. In the movie Friday, which person said playing with his money was like playing with his emotions? Pinky? Incorrect. That's Big Worm. I've never seen Friday. So you have two out of three. Okay. Are you ready for your... Would it be your fourth question? Mm-hmm. Fourth question. You know those tax refunds checks hit your cousin's account when A, they get a new outfit B, they get a new rims on their car C, they get a new the new latest iPhone or D, they stop sending cash apps requests E, all of the above I'll give you half a point not half of one it's not only when you send them in a new outfit that check it. Not with new rims. Not with a brand new phone out of nowhere. For real. All right. You have four. Three out of four. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Music. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't want me. But now, when he was hot, they were all on him. What lyric was... Who, who said that? I have no idea. It's Bun B, Palm Wall, Slim Thug, or Mike Jones. <laughs> hmm? Mike Jones? 
Correct. Only because I gave you a name. I just keep hearing Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Seven three seven zero three three. I I used to remember. How many do I have correct? You have four correct. At four out of five now, right? Four out of five. You're not gonna get it, so it doesn't matter. Slang. Are you ready? Gosh, yes. It's a '90s phrase, popular, popularized, popularized. Sorry, by Martin Lawrence. That means to dismiss someone. Is it beat it, Jack? Talk to the hand. Shut your trap, or go play in traffic. Talk to the hand. That is correct. That's five out of six, right? Yep. Javon gets to keep her black card for another week. I like to thank you, all my people, for being here at the Black Like That Game Show. Where if Javon gets it, doesn't get fifty percent, she sits outside for at least ten minutes. Did you say there's ten questions at the beginning of this? Well, you already got fifty percent. Why should I get? 50? Why should I go on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why should I go on? Okay. You want? You want? To, okay. We got, I'll give you four more. Okay. Here we go. In early two thousands, who was rocking? Stilettos and pumps in the club. Kaya, Eve, Lachat, Lachat. Oh, I don't even know who the, who the hell Lachat is. That's a rapper? Okay. Oh, Prince and Diamond. Princess and Diamond. Princess and Diamond? Correct. Do you, oh, you, you don't listen to, um, uh, I forgot the name of their damn group was. Uh, knuckle up if you buck. Knuckle if you buck. Uh, yeah. it's not crime mob. Yeah, crime mob. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that other. They other hit still little pumps in the, in the club. Was whatever. it crime mob or was it just them by themselves? No, I know they split. It was crime mob. It was two girls and two dudes. Right, but I thought that the girls. Split. Yeah, the girls had beef, so they split up. She is the first black female senator of the state of California. She is our vice president now? Yes. Kamala Harris. Correct. Okay. This is family. Mm-hmm. Which song is a staple at a cook at the family cookout? Okay. Never Too Much, Luther Vandross, Before I Let Go, Maze, Candy, Cameo, or Outstanding by Gap Band? It's all of these. It's a trick question. No, but it's one that every... All of them. Cameo gets played. Maze of Frank and Beverly gets played. L- Luther Vandross for sure gets played. Especially right as you're eating. Once once the barbecue food is done and the aunts and uncles are g- filling up those plates, never too much is blaring from those Whatever. speakers. The answer is, before I let go, Frank and Beverly and Maze. It's all of them. That's incorrect. You don't tell me what's incorrect. You've not heard... All of those songs get played. Yeah. All right, so hope you guys enjoy that uh, game show. But uh, she she got her she got to keep it. So see what's going to be next next week. We'll come up with ten better questions, I guess. Ten better questions. Yeah, or harder, I guess. Okay. Every every episode is going to get harder. Okay. So thank you guys for listening and join us for another installment of. Black like that. Mm.
in this week's That Happened. I'm going to be talking about Love is Blind Season 4. If you have been paying attention to the show whatsoever, either on social media or just regularly in the news, you know that uh, it's crazy. It's popping off right now. There's a lot of dramas happening. So let me go ahead and jump to it. Uh, if you haven't seen the show and you want to watch it, I will say spoiler warning. I'm going to be going in-depth on these couples which is definitely going to spoil a lot of stuff if you haven't seen the season yet. So trigger warning now. But uh, we've caught up. The only episodes left. There's two episodes left. The finale is going to be on the 16th, supposedly live, which means it's going to be messy because it's going to be live. So let's see. So the couples we're going to be going over. First and foremost, I wanted to knock out Zach and Irina. Zach and Irina met in the, the cubicles. It was between Irina and a girl named Bliss for Zach. Irina showed her true colors in the cubicles as being somebody who wasn't very emotionally available and didn't really care about Zach, but he chose her anyway. And it was a bad choice. They go on their vacation to Mexico with the other couples and she can't stand him. She thinks he's a cartoon. He can't kiss her. They can't hug. They're barely sharing the bed. They end up calling it quits on the trip to Mexico. After that, shortly after that, Zach starts talking to Bliss again. Let's go ahead and talk about Zach and Bliss. What do you think of them as a couple? I don't know why she wants to be the nasty second or sloppy seconds. Okay. You don't think they actually have a connection? Because love is blind and it will take over your mind. So you don't? What you think is love is truly not. You need to elevate and find. So you don't think they're a... Uh... They don't have a connection as a couple? I just think she, I guess, but I I think she, I just have a problem with her being chosen second. And now she being happy that she was his second choice. I don't think that she's necessarily happy she was a second, but I think she's happy that it's working out right now. (sighs) I don't see it. Because what happens if Lazy Face comes back and wants to be with him? She doesn't come back. We're at the end of the season. Whenever she decides to. I'm just saying. She's not his first choice. So, Mm -hmm. at any minute, he can be like, see something else that he likes. And be like, well, you know, she wasn't my first choice, so. But. I could see that if he was the one to break things off with Irina flippantly, but he wasn't. He wasn't the one to break it off with her flippantly. He, I mean, he read the situation very slowly, but he eventually saw she just wasn't right for him. And you didn't watch any of Bliss and Zach's time together, but they really seemed to understand each other beyond, beyond like a then personality. Then why did he pick her at first? That's a great question. And it's a question she asked him. And he says that he was, honestly, he was scared of her, of what it would mean to be with her. Scared of what? Happiness? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. You really gonna sit there and tell me he was afraid of happiness? That's what he said. You don't see the mental problem with that? The mental problem? Yeah. Or emotional problem with that? You don't think people can be scared of their own happiness? Why? It happens a lot. Why? 
the it's so the thing that you really want you're afraid of if you see if you are within reach of getting something you really really want there's there could be something plaguing in the back of your mind that once you get it it'll get destroyed so some people opt to just never get that it. that sounds like a you problem then okay i don't understand why people are afraid of happiness i just explained why it makes no sense what you just said made no sense okay at all okay okay <laughs> just saying I, I, don't, I don't understand why you don't think other people can have different feelings about something I get the difference but I don't understand I can see if it's like um, something bad or evil you don't think people can have complicated experiences that feed into their perceptions of what they should or should not have you don't think that that's something that could maybe fog up the view a little bit Happiness. Yeah. Smiling is too much. For that one girl it was, remember? Because Zach came out smiling and she was like, why are you smiling all the time? Who's that? Irina. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't, I, I'm just, saying, I just don't, whatever, sure. I'm saying some people do complicate things far more than they think they are because they think they're not ready to get Whatever, whatever. Then what makes him ready now? What makes him ready now? Yes. He's just, I guess he decided it was something to pursue, so he did. So and why, it's, so and why, it's two-sided. So why he couldn't do that the first time? He didn't, he wasn't prepared to. He said he went with his gut, and at the time his gut was saying the other girl. No. He went with what he wanted. Not his gut. He went with what he wanted. Okay. It turns out what he wanted doesn't want him okay so now we're gonna fall back to the person that wants me yeah when that person wanted me from the beginning i could have picked that person already and mm -hmm. been further along mm -hmm. but instead of doing that i picked the person who didn't want me mm -hmm. so once again is it the fact that she's a fallback or does he really want to be there mm -hmm. i think she's just a fallback okay well we haven't seen them go to the altar yet so it doesn't, to me, that makes, it's irrelevant. I can point. understand not jumping at the one chance. And then if you do get the second chance being like, okay, let me pursue this. I can understand that. No. Because to me, I can say if you don't have the opportunity and then you'd be like, oh, well, okay, cool. I met, well, I met two people, whatever. I just don't know. I think you also got to look at it in the context of the show. The show clearly reached out to her to get her to get her to come meet him after the cubes. The show also clearly let her know, hey, if you're interested in doing this, we're going to go through the full shebang. The wedding dresses, meeting the families, yada, yada, yada. You're going to be on here for a while. And too, I don't know whether these just people just want to be on TV to get some type of fame for this 90 minutes of fame or what. Uh -huh. Seems like that's what it is to me. Because there's no way you can tell me this girl does all this stuff for you, make you cupcakes on your birthday, remembers your birthday. The other chick doesn't even remember your birthday. Mm -hmm. And you pick her because she, for what? He gave his his reasoning. It made no sense. It, it I, In my opinion, it was a Captain save a whole complex. He saw Irina and he saw somebody that very much reminded him of his mom, who was also struggling with being vulnerable with somebody else, coming up from a poor background, 
they call it a poverty background. I think he saw Irina as like, okay, this is somebody who's also going to understand where I'm coming from. And I can also help her see this other side. But that did not go down whatsoever. It goes back to what we talked about earlier. People have this misconception about what love is work. Love is supposed to be hard, not easy. It goes back to that. She would be the more, like you said, the project. Oh, I didn't say she was a project. She is a project, though. <laughs> the, why you, why you give that to me? I didn't say she was a project. Okay, well, she's a project. Okay. So, if I can fix this project, that means I can love her through anything. But in reality, once you supposedly fix her, you might not like it anymore. Mm-hmm. So then what? Well, I mean, he made his decision. And then he, he was also the one to break it off. He was like, listen, clearly this is not working while we're here on our trip to Mexico. Yeah, it's not working. She's flirting with other dudes. Exactly. So, But he was the one to break it off, not her. He was the one to be like, we got to call it. We got to end it. And she was like, okay, yeah, well, you're right. Sure. And then even when they were bringing up Bliss, at first he was like, nah, that's not fair to her. That would be me, you know, essentially going after my second pick. She deserves to be with somebody who chooses her first. Exactly. But then I don't blame him. I blame Bliss for just accepting it. Uh, I don't know that she... Well, I I think it depends on what her end goal was. If her end goal was to stay on the show, then she did what she needed to do to stay on the show. Okay. I don't know that they ultimately get married. Okay. Okay. So that was Zach and Arena and Zach and Bliss. Next up is Micah and Paul. What did you think of this couple? Same thing I think of the first couple. This wasn't a situation where he chose second. He chose her first. She kind of manipulated herself to force. Why you say that? Because didn't she badmouth the other girl? Uh, the other girl that was talking to him? Yeah. She didn't badmouth her. Did she say she don't like me? No, they were. She was talking to. No, that was Irina talking about Bliss. Oh, that wasn't Micah. Okay. Micah told him, gave him an ultimatum. She said, "I'm going to stop talking to you if you're still talking to other girls." So then he made the decision to stop talking to Amber, the other girl he was talking to. Now she was sitting in the the girl's side, being like, "Why is he taking so long to end things with her?" And then laughed at Amber's tears when she came back. That relationship is not going to work neither. She doesn't want to be with him. It's an interesting situation over no, there. No, she doesn't want... Once again, another relationship of people picking people who they think will be good for them instead of picking a person that they actually kind of want to be with. Well, again, we don't know if they actually get married. So we haven't seen anybody get to the altar to make their final decision just yet. I will say she has creepy friends and definitely one who wants to be her. So Oh yeah, that was... I yeah. mean, if they don't get together, bullet dodged. Well, she might as well go ahead and be with her friend. Because no one's going to treat her better than a friend is going to treat her. Her friend was, like, melting down about Paul even being in Micah's life. I'm like, this, uh, what is even happening right now? Like, he... Uh, I don't... Uh, he's not, he doesn't love you like I see you. After, after a five-second meeting. They're like... <laughs> How could you say like, that? He doesn't care about my what? my opinions. My opinions don't matter. Do you remember what led up to that? Uh, I don't know. He's standing there with her. I'm she's drunk. introducing him to her friends. And she's like, you know, I really care about their opinion to you. 
what do you think of that? And he was like, I don't care if they like me or not. And but, uh, she was like, you should. Michael was should, like, you should care. You should, because I had nine margaritas. And then, uh, but it wasn't even like him being rude. He was just like, not really. Because like, I'm not marrying your friends. I'm, mar- <laughs> I'm marrying He's you. Such a bitch. But her, 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 one of her besties was just like crying and was like, I don't see you, see this for you. I don't see it. <laughs> I give him two thumbs down. Mike gets two thumbs down. And again, it's been like a five-minute meeting. I'm very confused. The dynamic was very much giving. We need to all be miserable together, so you should dump him. But, uh Next couple. Jackie and Marshall. Context. Jackie and Marshall met in the cubicles. It was between Marshall and Josh for Jackie. Uh, she was torn about which one to break it off with. She was going to break it off with Marshall, but then he's, whatever he said to her in this cubicle made her rethink it. He said, I loved you, you know, how much she meant to him. She comes back crying to the girl's side because she doesn't know how to break it off with him. Then she breaks it off with Josh and chooses Marshall. They go on their Mexico trip. They actually have a decent time. Then they move in together for the next part where they have them sharing in the same space. And it seems like everything's okay, but then when it comes to them meeting his family, meeting his sister and his brother-in-law for the first time, that's when things start breaking away for Jackie. She starts becoming very distant. She feels overwhelmed. All of a sudden, it's it's too much. And then they start fighting a lot more where they just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, She calls him out for not being a man because she doesn't feel like they're having sex the way she wants to in the relationship. Uh, he tells her that he chose her because she was a project for him to fix, and which is demeaning and uh, ridiculous. And then we find out later when they go to another little event that her and Josh have picked up conversation this entire time. And she ultimately decides to get back with Josh. She breaks up with Marshall. She keeps the ring. And that's how we end it with them. What did you think of this couple? She didn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. Period. End of discussion. Okay. She thought he was soft. She thought he was soft. Done. She has text messages that her friends leaked recently where she thinks he's gay. She talks about how he has too much sugar in the tank, how she thinks he's a teapot because of how he acts around her. She has she has limited experience of being with somebody who's emotionally mature. And he's very emotionally mature. Everyone here said he cried too much. So he was really sensitive. He's really in touch with his emotions. She wanted that, but realized that's not what she really wanted. He's too in touch with his emotions. So she, at the end of the day, like she said, I don't think she really wanted to be with her, him in the, in the beginning anyway. She just picked him because she wanted to stay on the show. And the other guy didn't want to get married. So I don't know why neither of them went on the damn show. Well, they broke up. They broke up, so they didn't. Even, they don't even go that far. Then we have Chelsea and Kwame. Chelsea and Kwame again in the cubicles. Kwame wanted to get with Micah, but Micah cut him off to be with Paul. Kwame felt feels guilted and that he deserved more from Micah because, according to him, they had such a connection in the cubicles. Um, but he ultimately chooses Chelsea, who's his second choice. And she takes it because he was her first choice. They have a couple. They have a couple conversations 
around that. There's several instances where Kwame makes it very clear that he prefers Micah over Chelsea. Like he straight up ditches Chelsea to go talk to Micah when they're in Mexico. And Chelsea has to check him and be like, listen, that wasn't cool. It made me feel, you know, a certain way about it. If you don't want us to be together, we don't have to be together. But if we are going to be together, I need you to prioritize me. Which he kind of does after that. But then it becomes this nitpick battle with him where he doesn't like this and he doesn't like that. And he doesn't want to have to sacrifice moving from Portland to be in Seattle, which is where Chelsea and everything else is for her. But now... They're about to get married. They've made it all the way through to the wedding day. We don't know if they ultimately say yes to each other. I personally hope that Chelsea says no. What did you think of this couple? I don't know why she's talking to him. She needs to say no and move on. <laughs> he doesn't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. He can't stop talking about the other, other chick. So let's just move on. They're done. I hope she leaves his dumb ass at the altar. Why do you think he's still pursuing this? We all know he doesn't really want to be in it. Once again, for some reason, people think love is supposed to be working hard. Do you think he's thinking it that way? Or do you think it's purely he wants to stay in the show? No. I think that's literally what he thinks. That he needs to work at it. Yeah. He's chasing somebody that doesn't want him. And the whole thing about chasing people who don't want you is another thing people do in this stupid show, which is amazing to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who's next? Our last couple, which is Brett and Tiffany. They are the most normal couple out of all of the couples on this season so far. Met in the cubicles. They had a very strong bond in the cubicles. Tiffany fell asleep, fell asleep on Brett when he was confessing how hard it is for him to say I love you to people because his family isn't particularly affectionate in that way at all. They don't really talk like that to each other. Uh, but she fell straight asleep. And then we find out from her friends later that uh, that's normal for her. She will sleep anywhere. <laughs> but they get along the most out of all the couples. They still have their moments where they're fighting about like little things like wiping the water up on the bathroom floor after you get out of a shower and stuff like that. But they seem to try to really make it work between the two of them. They seem to genuinely care about each other. And they've hit it off with each other's social groups. Like, she's good with his friends. He's good with her friends. The families are getting involved and they're meeting each other. And they seem to be doing well with talking with each other. There's not a whole lot of drama happening with this potential couple. What do you think of them? She found her Cliff Paul from the Allstate commercials, the twin brother Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. So, good for her. Good for them. (laughs) <laughs> it's working so far. Mm-hmm. It's not much you can say because they're really not on the TV. So True. True, true, true. But there's still more to come. Uh, the wedding is still coming up for them. The, the previews keep showing like him saying, we're not supposed to have any surprises. Why is this happening today? And then it's a clip of her crying in a bed with a goblet in her hand. But who knows? Who knows? I just know this, this whole thing... It's trying to be as messy as possible. The producers for this season were like, let's just throw it on the wall and be as dirty as possible. Let's just make it crazy. Let's do it. No, it's not the producers. It's the people involved. I disagree. It's the people involved. I disagree. You got you got mean girls just being mean for no reason. I don't think pr- producers told them to be assholes. No. They just wanted to be dicks. I, I don't think that's being mean for no reason. That's how, that's how those type of girls act. They don't have a lot of 
confidence in themselves so they belittle everybody around okay, them. Okay, so the producers didn't have to do have to tell them to do anything. But they why did why life. did they bring Bliss back? Usually, if you the choice you make in that cubicle, that's the end. And if you don't work out, that's the end. There is none of this. Second Seems like they back. brought a lot of people back for no reason. Who's the other person they brought back? I don't know. They didn't bring somebody else back. No. Oh, okay. Maybe he asked for Bliss to come back. Mm. Possible. So, anyway, whatever. Didn't uh, the flight attendant lady chick came back? And she just came back for the Amber? birthday party. Okay. Not really. She didn't talk to Paul. He studiously made the decision to not even go around her vicinity. Once again, the dude does with Micah. He had another girl in the cubicle, Amber, who he should have picked. But once again, this whole love can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. Has to be something to it. Life can't, can't, can't happiness. Am I allowed to be happy? Even though I'm looking for happiness. It shouldn't be that easy to obtain. So he passes on the girl he should be with. For the girl who's, oh, by the way, still flirting with another dude. Off and on. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, sure. Who do you think is still together? Probably the last couple we talked about. Oh, Tiffany and Brett. You yeah. Think, you think they're the only ones that are still together? Yes. What do you think about Jackie and Josh? Josh, the guy she ditched Marshall for. They're not together. I think they are still together. No, they're not. Okay. They're not serious. They're just fucking. They're showing a bunch of pictures of them together, like, on their Instagrams. Yeah. Because people are like, where are the NDAs? Like, usually, this is very tight-lipped, and you really don't know until the last episode. They're just sleeping together. Well, okay. I mean, that's possible. Also possible. So... We don't know who's going to make it past the altar. I think Tiffany and Brett are going to make it past the altar. What about the other couples? Who do no you one think? else is making it past the altar. You think Bliss and Zach are going to break up before? Maybe Bliss because she's... Then again, who's the other girl with the African dude? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, she's going to force herself across the finish line. She's going to force herself across it? Yes, even though her mind is telling her no. Interesting. She's going to force herself across the line. So I think two of them will force themselves across the line. Bliss and Chelsea will force themselves across the line with the two dudes they're with. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Okay. It'll be interesting to see. Seems like everybody took their second choice. That's what it seems like. Mm, Brad except and Tiffany were their one first group, choice. One, maybe, except maybe like two couples. And Paul and Micah, they were each other's first choices. I had the African dude was her first choice. No, she no, he wasn't. That's why she broke up with him first. That's who she wants to be with. No. Once again. No. Then why keep flirting with him? Manipulation, Calvin. This is somebody who doesn't have a lot of confidence in themselves. So this is how they feed that validation. Whatever. And it's easier for them to do that if they do not care about the other people. Sure. You've never met somebody who flirts with someone they know they're never going to get with, but they like that attention. You've never seen that happen? No. Interesting. You don't hang around a lot of females, then. That's what that tells me. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how no, they No, I don't out. hang around females like that. Okay. 
Do you like that? Because we like that. Listen to us on all podcast platforms, especially Spotify. Interact. Do all the things. Because you know we like that. This week's Worth the Watch, of course, SWV and Escape, the Queens of R&B, the latest episode that has dropped. This is the fifth episode, which means there's only one more episode left for this series. Um, unfortunately, what is happening in real time is not the same dramatics that is happening in the show. So that is happening. The show's behind the real world drama because it's getting juicy. Like, at this point, it's just water. Like, at this point, it's not. <laughs> it's just. I just. I, let me start by saying this. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people giving ta- Tacha, mm-hmm. because Tucha, that's how her name Technically is Technically her name is La Tucha, if you wanted to do all that. Yeah, thank you. La Tucha. Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefit of doubt. Okay. But, seeing as how in the latest one, yeah, he pretty much implicated her in this one. Yeah. I think she's just plain stupid. Well, at this point. Let's get to that part. So So the way the episode kicks off, first it's Tamika and Tasha having a little meeting. Um, which okay, again, because of what's happening in real life, it's a little weird seeing them go from fighting about how they stole Tamika's money to them having kind of, a powwow. Yeah, having a powwow, trying to come together as sisters. Um, to be fair, in the whole epi- in that whole little section. Tasha admits to no wrongdoings whatsoever. She just kind of like gaslights Tamika and is just like, well, I'm glad you came to your senses kind of a deal. And they hug it out. And also she talks about being sisters like it's a sorority or something. (laughs) (laughs) For our sisterhood, it was just us. And it's like, it's always been just us. Why do you only bring this up when... I'm fighting about it with you on camera. That doesn't I make sense. never said to my sister, our brotherhood and our sisterhood needs to be better. Nor have I said that to my siblings. So, uh, well. That's weird. It's very interesting. After that, uh, we have the groups heading to a dance studio to pick the dancers they want for their show. Um, and then it's just the groups going back and forth over who has the best dancer in their group. Taj apparently is the best dancer for SWV. Tamika says she's the best dancer for Escape. Um, and they choose the dancers they want. I'm not going to lie. That choreography was very suggestive. Like it was <laughs> for the songs that are going to be playing. They were like grinding hard, basically fucking on this floor. Because it's a slow dance. That's they were... all their, ba- darlings, most of their hits are slow dance. That's why I'm like, this is a waste of money to have dancers. Well, I could see it for SWV because they have, they have da- party hits. Like three of them. But that Three. I mean, I listened to their uh, debut album, that freshman album. That whole album is party beats, with the exception of Week. The rest of it is all party beats. They're not singing half of those songs off that album. Most That album is the one that gave them their biggest hits. They only just sing about three or four songs off that album. All right. Anyway, the dancing is interesting, but they choose who they want for their dancers. The, the, um, the whole setup is going to be like melancholy, slow. For Escape, I could see that. But for SWV? Yeah. Okay. There's going to have a couple of hype songs. I don't think you're familiar with their sound for that freshman album. Yeah. I, think back to New Jack Swing. Like, they did I have get, some I, ballads, but a lot of them were party music. I get that, but 
they're not going to finish with a party song anyway, so what's the point? But I understand having the beginning of your show be energy and it's winding down to the slow. I would, why? I would like my, the end of my show to, to, to end off with energy. Because you want less chaos in the crowd when they're dispersing. Have you been to a live concert? I, I want people to leave my concert wanting to come back to another one. Calvin, we're already an established group at this point. Like, they're not a new group. At some point, Joe... We're, we're getting really off subject. Anyway, but the, and they even decide that themselves. That's why they're fighting over who has the last ballot at the end of the show. Okay. I just think you want to send people home on a, on a high energy. That way, they want to come to your next event because you're not. it's not like you're selling albums. Ticket sales is how you're making If your, your biggest hit is life. a ballad, why would you want to end it on a party song? You can. Anything is just as big as week. Anything? Yeah. It's not just as big as week. Please. Okay. Please. Okay. Please. Okay. Anyway. Sure. So, uh, oh, we also had Taj get on that dance floor to also try to show up these dancers, and it was giving big anti energy. Did you see her worm? Did you like it? I don't care. <laughs> Next. Okay, so then we have SWV meeting up at a little hookah bar, which is the most decorated Egyptian aesthetic hookah bar I've ever seen. It's like Egypt meet, old Egypt meets Atlanta. It, like throw up, like a Egyptian throw up all over. There's a pyramid on the table. There's Sphinx and all kinds of other imagery. It's just a lot of things at one Call time. Call me down for your free reading. No, that's Jamaican. Anyway, so then... Um, they're meeting up at this little restaurant to discuss the meeting or the conversation Taj had with Tamika. And it's more of the same of Tamika saying Escape is the bigger group. They need to end with their particular songs. They have the bigger pull with Tiny and Candy having their own followers from being on reality TV. And SWV is just not relevant. Uh, of course, Coco is not trying to hear none of that. And to my surprise, Lily also is not with the shit. She's like, no. So no. now... Coco has not taken her medicine for at least two days. I don't know that that's true. So now the lady is starting to push everybody to the side and starting to come up front so she can take over Coco's body. That's it. And Coco can start punching people in the face. I that's what I. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I want. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if the producers were like egging this on because they show a full infographic of music stats between the two groups. Just to show that SWV has sold more units than Escape has. I get what Escape is saying. We have a reality TV following. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean those people are going to show up to the shows. Mm -hmm. So can you really tell those people are showing up to your shows because they like your music or because you're a reality star? They're not doing... um, questionnaires as soon as you buy your ticket so why are you buying a ticket are you buying it for because tamika and candy are uh 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 reality tv popular reality tv stars or are you buying it because you like SRV and escapes music they're not doing questionnaires that's so you're not point. really gonna know that's a good point so you're just hoping it's because of that that's and to tell you the truth if you're not selling out that's a good point small venues yeah. then your reality people aren't really coming so that defeats your whole argument. I understand like a win is a win and you're trying to use that to establish your brand. Because if that was the case, you'd be selling, you'd be going to arenas. True. Not little theaters. True. Selling out FedEx fields, Beyonce style. True. That's all I'm saying. That's true. But yeah, so that they're doing that. Um, then we have Coco and Candy meeting with Steven, who's the creative director. 
to confirm the playlist that uh, they do not agree on. It gets back down again to the very end where, what is the name of that song? Escape wants their song to be the last song. Understanding? Understanding. And then SWV's like, no, we're going to end it with a week. Week is the bigger hit. And they're like, no, we already gave you guys the co-headline status, yada, yada. Oh, and I think SWV also has the opening song. And Candy's just like, you can't have the opening song and the last song and be a co-headliner. And I'm like, why can't, why can't, why can't you, why can't, (laughs) why can't you do all of that? Once again, I don't blame Escape for all of this going on. I blame SWV. Why you blame SWV? Escape's, uh, dysfunction is well documented. Oh, I see. You saying they set themselves up. Yeah, so to think that you were going to walk into this and it's just going to be easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Or at the very least, sensical. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's poor wishing, wishful thinking on your part. It's just very interesting. Between the the costumes conversation they had before, this fighting over the song situation, like, it's very, it's interesting. Um, Speaking of the costumes, that's what they do next. They go... To talk about what they're going to do aesthetically, costume-wise, with uh, Escape's designer. This guy is primarily a designer for strippers. They went to the biggest stripper costume designer in the ATL. Shawty. To be be fair, the examples he has up of his work, they're flawless. They're fantastic for stripper apparel. Can I say something? If I'm going to a strip club, I don't really care what outfit you have on. I'm just going to see ass and pussy and titties the costumes aren't for you they're for the stripper do you I, want a sad stripper on stage i, I don't care or do you want a, a, a one that's happy to be there I, you, no i just want you naked and shaking your ass i know you've been to a sad strip bar and you told me you hated that experience no i hated it because it sucked <laughs> there's a difference let me tell you what you're not going to be sad and be fantastic at your job that's not that's not something, it was, that's it, what they've got to give it was a titty bar but i had the biggest titties in the bar I'm, which is why I'm saying part of that, part of the costuming is for the stripper. It's for her to feel, feel in the moment and feel herself so she can give out this performance. No one cares because everybody's yelling, take it off. Okay. But they're enjoying the show, right? Making her ass cheek clap. Yeah. And she, she's got to provide that energy for you to enjoy. Yeah. So there you go. So anyway, um, I'm not going to lie. Having SWV talk on SWV escape. Talk down about SWV's costuming made zero sense to me. They weren't talking down. They just yes, said they were. They just put on some outfits and call it a day from the nineties. They were that's all. They were calling them old. They were they're, saying they're, they're no doing sequence. like they're doing like old lady costuming more for comfort, but they're trying to keep it you know young and vibrant and we still like to show off our bodies and i'm like no swv has put it in mind we're trying to make as much money as possible on these tours Mm -hmm. so we're gonna if we have to just put on some boots and a t-shirt and go out there and sing that's what we're gonna do because all the money's going into our pockets exactly that's why we don't have any dances we don't even have we barely have background lights (laughs) that's the other thing we we find out that escape goes to very very long stretches of the imagination to have their shows produced they've like they clearly put themselves in debt we watched the candy and tiny little aside 
Candy's got her own speak on it, catch up video that she does for YouTube. And they talk about how like they're put, they're fronting a lot of the money for all the visuals in this particular showcase and how like, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for them to go into the red out of their own pockets, trying to produce their shows. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because it's boring. What's because it's boring? What do you mean? They have a bunch of slow songs. Oh, you're saying they need the visuals to make up yeah. for the slow yeah. songs. But why why put yourself in debt? Well, it's they want to feel like they're touring with on a on a level of I I won't say Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But, Just, but like at least a B plus yeah. singer. Yeah. Okay. They want to put on a good performance. I get it. But okay. if you're not recouping any money, what's the point of going on a tour just to be in debt? <laughs> it's just very t- polarizing. Two completely different mindsets. You've got SWV who have openly talked about what happens when that money stops. And they've done everything in their power to make sure that, that doesn't happen again to them. And then you've got Escape who's just like, eh. We'll throw money at it. We'll do this. We'll do that. No, I think it's one group relying on their talents to have a great show. And they think they know their talents is, is enough to mm-hmm. make a great show. Where the other group rely on their talent, but they also want to give you visuals and other things to make you go, wow, to or stand out or, or make you, I guess, want to come back. I don't know. So I'm going to ask you, if it I comes to an SWV performance where it's really them just a stage singing their songs or an escape performance where it might be three of them, but you're getting all of these visuals. Which one are you more opted to go and check out? Honestly? Yeah. Neither. Okay. Neither. Sure. Which, which ticket is cheaper? <laughs> That's what you're doing? You're looking yeah. to see which ticket is cheaper? Yeah. The SWV ticket's going to be cheaper. Well, then, it looks like SWV it is. <laughs> I'm just sitting there letting the... Sisters with voices serenade me the whole day or night or evening, whatever. I would go to an SWV show because I'm more familiar with their songs. I, I mean, I've, I'm aware of Escape, but I know. Not SWV saying songs. I wouldn't go to an Escape concert. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if I had my choice, neither. It just. Okay. But I would. I, to me, it doesn't matter. Actually, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Okay. Because it's not me paying. For the, all the aesthetics that Escape has behind them. It's not my fault. In my opinion, I think it does matter because, in my opinion, I don't think Escape has the same hit, number of hits that SWV does. So I'm sure their show... To you, they're not big hits, but they're hits. Okay. So you're going to know the songs they're singing. Okay. You're going to sing along. Just like if you're at the SWV concert, you're going to sing along too. Okay. So it doesn't matter. It's just that. In my opinion, I think it does. I feel like with SWV, I'm going to have a good time nostalgia wise, remembering what I was feeling when I heard these songs the first time. But with Escape, I'm just going to be like, okay. I don't even remember where I was yesterday. So it doesn't even matter <laughs> for me. So let's. But all that being said, do you think these costumes are that big, big of a no. make or break? No. It's just interesting to see these girls go. They at could it. come up there and and stuff they cook, use the use way around the house. I wouldn't care. I mean that's I mean that's kind of SWV's point. They're like whatever, like let's. Just, they could let's come on. Just whatever we're wearing, just like make make sure it's cohesive. We're gonna go. But Escape is like no, we want like 
jewels Whatever. and snatch waists. And we want this and we want that. And they could come on stage with bonnets on. I'd be like, yo, they got bonnets on. That's kind of unprofessional. Actually, that'd be kind of tight. Care. If they were color coordinated bonnets, I, I wouldn't care. I tear, I cheer them on. I, I them but I think that I don't care. They only think it's not professional because it's black. So I shoot, I'd watch, I'd watch it. I just yell, "Take it off!" You're so crazy. Let's move on. You're so crazy. <laughs> I also find it funny that Lily, who's writing the erotica book, found the outfits that Escape wanted to wear was too. Not, the word's not obscene, but just too revealing, and she compared them to Apollonia Six, which is not a group. It's Vanity Six that she was referring to. Vanity, yeah, but same thing. Mm-hmm. I, but I just find it funny. Tonight, she, would you want to come with me? I don't think we're nasty world. She's excited about this erotica book. She's talking about people with big dicks falling out their shorts and whatnot, but she doesn't uh, want to dress obscenely. Wow. wow. We're just going to just go straight to there? She said that in her book. She was we're reading it to her, her manager. Let's 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 get back on focus. Anywho, anyway, so they kind of agree that they're going to do a color coordination, basically, and then kind of leave everything else to the groups to decide how they want to distribute that. So, but it's basically going to be black, silver, and white that they're going to be doing. Um, then we've got Candy and Tiny talking about how they're going to end the show again because they can't seem to come to a consensus with SWV. And Candy and Tiny thinking that it has to be understanding. Otherwise, they'll walk, for, walk away from the show, which we've heard before on loop. And then in the uh, speak on it, what did you think about Candy's argument there? Again, with her trying to back up her decision for understanding to be the last one. What was it again? I forgot. She's sitting there with Tiny and she's talking about how in the past SWB opened for them per the, prom- I guess the promoter request or whatever. And they've closed the show before with understanding at the promoter's request again, yada, yada. She feels like you shouldn't be looking at record sales. You should only be looking at the relevancy. Well, she has a point, but at the same time, too, this has nothing to do with promoter. This is all SWV mm-hmm. asking you or being a considerate group and asking you to do a a, a showcase, a show with you. Mm-hmm. So I get what she's saying, but that's irrelevant. So if I'm asking you to be on the show with me, mm-hmm. I'm just at, as you as a sign of respect, you should be like, okay, cool. But it sounds like to me, I can make a case SWV used Escape to make their concert more elaborate for that because they were in a in a stadium. No, they weren't in a stadium. Yeah, they were in. I think uh, with a Hawks play. I don't know what that is. The the NBA arena. They're at the. I want. I was gonna say Toys R Us arena. That is not it. Toyota. Toyota arena. Uh, yeah, something like that. But yeah, that's an arena. So, uh-huh. I you can make a case SWV. So, Escape chose that location. That was Tamika deciding to choose that location. I get that. The visuals, the stage setup, all of that is Escape making I get those that. decisions. SWV can use that as, hey, when we're on stage, that might be the visuals you get. Maybe, maybe not. But what I'm saying is they came out because they made their that show tour make way more elaborate. Oh, made, okay. They made it more... Made it bigger. But they didn't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that was just one of the benefits. Because it sounded like to me... But was it worth it? 
Is it a benefit that's worth it? For SWV? I guess so. Because Escape sound like they fit the bill for all that stuff. Again, I don't think they asked them. So, But yeah, as Candy w- said that they did. They they were the one paying for the production quality for the venue, all of that. But they didn't. So ultimately, none of them got paid for this showcase. Just so you know. They ended like, up doing this for free. Escape? Escape nor SWV made money for this. Oh. So um, that makes me or think the show just, was footing the bill. They just said that's what happened for them. And not SWV. Oh, no. Nope. They said for both groups. They said because of how fast they were trying to get this show done, because they're trying to get it done for the, the reality show. Mm-hmm. They didn't have time to do promotions and mm-hmm. do whatever it is to help them turn the profit. They ended up not making money, which means they either came even with all they were spending in the ticket sales. even the, Either they hit it even or they were in debt. Uh, okay. Sure. And Candy was uh, using them fronting, the, I guess, the money for the venue and the production as to why they should have been the closers, closers for the show because SWB didn't pay anything. But they didn't ask you. That's what I'm thinking. So whatever. Yeah. That's my point. Moving right along. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Because whatever. You're going to get mad at me for doing stuff that I didn't ask you to do. Right, right. Like that's what? on you then. What? So, um, all that's going back and forth. And Tasha is the one that ends up being like, listen, we should just all get on the same page so that we can move forward, which I find interesting because Tasha's never there for Once anything. again, she's the leader. You have a leader who's never there, but she's making all the decisions for you. But then you get behind closed doors and get mad because you let her make a decision when you didn't say anything when she was making the decision. Right. So I don't understand being upset. The time to be upset and tell her to shut up was when she's talking and making decisions. Yeah. She didn't shut up, Tasha. Latucha, you're not here, Latucha. So you can't make decisions. Not Latucha. Get out of here. You and your dysfunctional R. Kelly friend, uh, husband Rocky. <laughs> okay. The hell out of my sights. It's just, I don't understand. So, all of this leads to Escape having a meeting with basically the group. You've got Tiny Candy and Tamika sitting there with papers in their hands. Tasha shows up. She's like, what's going on? They're like, we need to have a little group meeting. Turns out, the group currently does not have their own management. And Candy's speak on it she explained she gives further context like how they came across the promoters information they didn't have management at that time they had gotten rid of their management management who was friends with rocky by the way (laughs) so they had gotten rid of their management because they felt like the manager wasn't really helping them and they were in the midst of trying to plan for the tour they're on right now they had reached out to a promoter on on their own and through talking through this promoter, they found out this promoter had a falling out with Rocky over some money and some promises that weren't kept, essentially. And they were like, what are you talking about? The promoter not only had full text of conversation between themselves and Rocky and Tasha, they also had wire transfer proof to show that this promoter was given Rocky kickbacks, Rocky and Tasha kickbacks for trying to get the girls all four of them together to do shows so on top of whatever this promoter was paying escape the group they were also paying additional i want to say about 20 to 30 grand to rocky and tasha separately so tasha was getting double paid 
once again. So they have all this proof in their hands. They're asking Tasha about it. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What what are you even talking about? What do you mean? So this is when I was no longer in Latusha's camp. Mm -hmm. Because my thing was, Rocky could have been doing this and not telling her Mm -hmm. and telling her one thing and doing it behind her back. Mm -hmm. And then just putting the money somewhere else. That's what you were thinking. Yeah. But apparently, she knew. So, in the text messages, Rocky is telling this promoter that, listen, I've told my wife about <laughs> about this. She's seen what it looks like, and she's got, she's down to help. And Candy speak on it. She talks about how there was an instance where it was just three members of Escape. It wasn't Candy at the time. So, it was Tiny, Tamika, and Tasha that were doing groups as Escape 3. And randomly, Latusha reaches out to her. Yes. And it's like, we need you to be a part of this particular show, the four of us. And they didn't know what that was even about. And it turns out they couldn't even do the show because Tiny and Candy caught COVID, which is why this prom- part of the reason why this promoter ended up falling out with Rocky, because they kicked back all that money to have four girls perform. And two of them got sick and couldn't even go. So didn't that would require him giving us my money back, right? It's a kickback. Technically, it's not supposed to even be there. So uh, no, which is why they had their falling out. Okay. Or at least part of the reason why they had their falling okay. out. All right. So they're so the girls are confronting Tasha about this, and Tasha's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. How, why would you not believe me and my husband?" And they're like, like "Heffa, <laughs> your name is in the text, Heffa." He clearly says your name in a text. Bitch, I know you're not going to say. <laughs> you don't know you don't you don't know your husband's phone number? You don't you don't know it any of this. It shows Rocky's phone number. Everything. I, I mean, yes, you can change a name, but you can't change what a phone number looks like when they call you. They've got the full text messages, they got the wire transfers to show that it's going to Rocky directly. It's literally like they went to first 48 and they got all the evidence yes. and they brought her into the interrogation room yes and they're just like huh what about all this and she's just like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know why you wouldn't believe me rocky would never do this to us let me call him real quick what is calling him gonna do they need to bring miss uh i forgot the lady in first 48 she didn't want to get all the people uh to confess she was like look here son <laughs> i know the lord has put something on your chest you want to get off okay the first 48 is so manipulative you know that's why so, they had to cancel the show so, right let it out, honey. Let it out. The Lord is going to give you Miss Ida's right here for you, baby. I'm just saying. They it's, told on themselves a lot in First so, 48. But anywho. They told themselves a bag of chips and a soda. It, God listen, damn. Listen. But yeah, you're like, Rocky's going to admit to it on He's the gonna phone. He's going to be like, yes. Yes, I did take them. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I did take the money. And have fun. You knew too. You- if, if they had no problem stealing from ta- from Tamika why would they not have a problem screwing over the whole band? I don't under, I don't understand the logic in Tasha's argument. I I I understand if you look at the uh, the real life reaction what's going on mm-hmm. in real time, I can get why they were blindsided. I didn't think they saw all these receipts coming. Because it's one thing that some it's like it's not a he say she say it's a he a she say she say with receipts. But they had time. I have evidence. They had. I don't think they, they had knew time to prepare. No, I don't think they knew people had evidence. They have to have known 
how messy it is to do a reality show. That's why they didn't want to do this one. No, they didn't know people. Normally in reality shows, people just are making accusations. It's he say, she say. Or she say, she say the whole time. Here's what I think. The difference is there's a lot of receipts on all the dirty stuff they did. I think it's very kind that you don't think that they were prepared for this. But I I, feel like they were like, we're going to use this. That's my opinion. I feel like they thought we can use this and we can write this out. Why don't we look like the villains then look like we got saved and tie this into the gospel no, album. It, you know, you no, that'd be just dumb planning. Whoever had that idea Calvin, was an idiot. Calvin, that's that's an idiot's plan. Did you see the text receipts? How smart is he? Javon. He signed his own name on the back of the There's no way. He signed his own name. I don't think they thought these people had receipts. That's what I think no, the difference is. No, I think is. they thought they had the receipts. I thought they probably thought they're not going to put all our business out there like that. Because they've been doing this for years. I would agree with you on that part. <laughs> that part only. I don't think they thought people had receipts. And if they did, I didn't think they thought they was going to put them out. I think they thought they had receipts, but I thought I think they thought we've got it controlled enough to know not to put our business out there publicly. This will be an in-house quotation, quotation situation because they've been doing it to Tamika forever. I would, this was apparently, this is similar to a fight they had around money in the first reality show. And what I'm saying to you is from that reality show, they didn't think she had receipts. So they were like, no matter what, it's going to be our word against hers. We're going to agree to disagree. I think they knew she had receipts. I don't think they thought she'd pursue it the way that she's pursuing it. They didn't expect her to do the full video. They didn't expect the reaction to be what it is. They didn't expect Tasha's apology to not take in the interviews that she's been doing because they've been able to control that imagery for so long and now they can't. All right. <laughs> All right. There's nothing else I got left to say. No. It's Listen. just a little like somebody got with a messed up dude and... Now they in the mud and don't know what to do. Do you think Tasha will ever be like, no. let me get away from this mess? No. Okay. Okay. She's had years to leave and she's still there. So the previews for next week show them getting ready for the, the concert, right? And again, we know SWV's fine because <laughs> they're ready to go. But Escape, it's like panic central. They don't know where Tasha is. Uh, when Tasha does get there, apparently she's like alienating them. Rocky has a huge entourage with them for some reason while she's in the show and everything's kind of up in the air about how the show is going to pan out with all of them. What do you think? What are your, what do they call it? Predictions. What they need, they don't have, which is understanding. They don't communicate. They don't know what to say. Period. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I think the show's going to go off without a hitch. I think so. You're welcome, world. Oh, gosh. I think the show's going to go on as planned. I think they're going to have their little in-house drama, but the show's going to go on. Uh, I think they're going to talk about how it was successful, but I think ultimately it wasn't profitable, at least for Escape. It wasn't profitable. Um, And with the popularity of the show, and I guess depending on how they get everybody on board again to do another one, do you think we'll get another season of SWV and Escape? The Queens of R&B. Why on Little Black Baby Jesus would SWV sign up for this shit again? Relevancy and money. They got paid to do the show. They don't care about being that relevant. I'm just saying, SWV's kind of making out nice right now. All they, of the dramatics with they Escape. They don't care. 
They really just got to show up, be like, these bitches crazy, and get the paycheck. They don't care. They don't want that type of drama. Interesting. Interesting. Every money ain't good money. Okay. Or sane money, I should say. <laughs> okay. I don't think they want it. They're already weak enough with this trifling thing that's going on. <laughs> they don't want to have to... They don't want to have anything to do with this. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. It's enough rain falling down on them now. They're uh-huh. done. Uh-huh. All okay? of that. All yes. of those things. Woo! What a heck of a show. I still think it was worth the watch. Especially with all the dramatics that are happening now. All of it's worth the watch. The uh, opinions by the cast members. The recaps from other people. It's and worth the watch. And they're no longer going to be right there. Be right there. What are we going to watch when the show ends? I have no inkling or idea. Oh, I have a must-watch for everybody uh-huh. if they want to. Um, Ab- Ab- Abbott? Abbottville Elementary. Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is a good watch. Do you know the title of the show? No, I get confused every time. My husband has known about Abbott Elementary. We've been watching it for the first two seasons, but he's just really now started to watch it. So that's a good watch for everybody. It's an but insanely for, popular show. But for reality TV, oh, man. We're watching Love is Blind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Love and Lockup about to go to the side for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure something out. We can find some. Okay. Oh, they're about to have a nice documentary about... um. Oh, crap. I forgot. Uh-huh. I just saw the commercial. Oh, man. Well, when we figure it out, yeah, we'll we be figure on the it out. Show. We let you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you guys know that we have an email account? Email address is we like that, D A T, podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we like that podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that. Because we might like that. We really might. And we'd love to hear from you. All right, this week on Life and Lockup. Live, live, after lockup. Whoa, somebody done done me wrong, done me, done me wrong. Love and lockup. We need to work on your volume control. I don't know why you scream when you sing. Time is slipping away from me. Okay, okay. Anywho, let's jump into these couples. So this week we have Monique and Derek, Sean and Sarah, Eris and Cameron, Amber, kind of TC and Puppy. We also have Lindsay and Blaine and Taylor and Chance. Let's go ahead and kick it off with Monique and Derek because not a whole lot happened previously. We didn't even know if Derek was going to get the approval from his PO to even go to Chicago to see Monique, but he did. He arrives, he lands, he's super excited to see her. Give me your phone. <laughs> Pretty much that's it. Pretty much. <clears throat> Pretty much indeed. She's like, let me see what you've, what's going on. To, to, to be, to kind of be fair to her, as soon as he, she picks him up, his phone is going off. He says it's emails. We all know those are not email sounds. His phone's ringing, it's going off, it's blowing up. And she's like, okay. They get back to her new spot because she actually moved. She's in a new place now. And uh, Derek's looking for a hiding spot to put the engagement ring that he's brought for her. But Monique is going through his phone. 
And I guess she comes across some conversations that he's been having or texting with other ladies. And she gets pissed and they immediately get into it. And she's like, I can't trust you. If you want to cheat on me, then don't be with me. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm done. I'm through. You sleeping in the basement. Give me your phone. She already got his phone and looked through it and everything. So that's the whole title of their, what's going on with them. Give me your phone. Said, kiss me through the phone. It's give me your phone. Yeah. Basically. And that's it. We don't see none. We don't see Monique and Derek the rest of the show. That's, that's it. Let's move into Taylor and Chance. Taylor is still suspicious that Chance is cheating. Uh, she's aware he's keeping something from her and she thinks it's cheating. She sees him talking to other ladies and his phone. Uh, Chance apparently is at his wits end with her constantly questioning him if he's stepping out. Because Chance is such a fucking liar. I find it hard to commiserate with him at this point. He's like, Taylor is turning me into a liar. It's like, mm, no, you can't turn somebody into something they were already doing. So there's that. He also still hasn't told Taylor that he doesn't have a job. They are fighting. Um, and Chance is basically, he keeps saying this thing where he's like, if we're going to be together, you have to let me yada, yada, yada. If we're going to be together, are we not together right now? Did I just have your baby? Aren't you living with me? Racking up debt on my credit? You know, I can leave and you can pay all the bills yourself. That he does threaten that with them fighting. He's like, well, I could leave and you could just figure out how to pay the bills on your own. I'm like, like, why are you threatening me with something I'm already threat, doing? Right? <laughs> that's not a threat, right? These are just facts. You I don't know why. you threat somebody, it should be something that you're doing that I can't do. Does it make any sense? Then he calls her outside. They go into like what looks... It looks like another project of his that he's trying to refurbish into like a different room. It, clearly it has zero heat because we see a heater just chilling on right next to her while she's sitting and talking to him. To Taylor's defense, she's trying to explain that she is feeling very insecure about their relationship right now. She just had the baby. She's probably dealing with some postpartum situations and her communication with Chance is poor. Like anytime she tries to talk to him about something... He doesn't want to listen or he leaves or he flips it around on her, he's, which he does again when she's trying to talk to him now. He's too busy fighting with his own demons of not having a job. And I think he's about to flee. The pressure gets too big for him. He flees. Mm. At the end, Taylor's crying. I think she's crying more about the fact that it's happened to her again. And now she has even more baggage. Well, so Chance drops his ultimatum that... He should just leave because she's not happy anyway. And according to Taylor, he's been saying stuff like that for weeks now. And she's like, you know, if somebody keeps threatening that they're going to leave, eventually they're going to leave. And she is. She's in tears. She doesn't know what to do because she did want to be with this guy who, honestly, I don't know if he necessarily wanted to be with her or he just liked the idea of being with her. It's the same old, same old. As long as life is good and is working, I'm okay. As soon as I get some bumps in the roads, I cut and pull chocks because I don't know what to do. Child. Anyway, so that that's that ends right there. Hopefully, honestly, Taylor's another one where the more we get to know her through the show, she just seems like somebody who's really nice and trying to make the best of her situation, and just ha- has terrible taste in people. Unfortunately. But just bring her right on down. Very unfortunately. Very unfortunately. Uh, then we got Lindsay and Blaine. I have to... Lindsay! 
I've got to admit that unfortunately my husband was correct. That house I thought they were trying to refurbish is a trailer. It's a trailer they're trying to refurbish for themselves. I I know trails when I see it. I lived in one for 18 years. I know trails when I see it. I'm from the country. I'm from the South. I've, I've passed numerous trailer parks. I know what a trail looks like. Okay. Trust me. Then why did they take all the stuff out in from inside then? Now that we do know, we have confirmed status, this is a trailer. Why were they taking all that stuff out from the inside? Obviously, you don't listen to me. I said, <laughs> asked that question. That was my question. Your question was, well, they're refurbishing. My question to you was like, why are they taking everything out of the trailer and refurbishing the trailer? <laughs> you save way more money buying a new trailer. All they're going to do is drive it and roll it down there and, and park it there. That's all they're going to do. Maybe they fa- thought it was cheaper doing it that way. No, maybe inflation has made buying a whole new trailer too expensive. So now they're trying to redo what they got. So your your eyes, so your smart idea is to, is to replace fake walls. Those looked like real. They were pulling pieces of wood out. Maybe this is an old trailer that had like real walls instead of like stucco. Whatever. I don't know. Buy a new trailer would have been cheaper. I kind of want to look at the prices of trailers now. But anyway. Um, so the situation is that the house that we've seen them fighting in, they were leasing because they were trying to get the trailer ready. Then the lease that they were in for that house is ending and Blaine is out of work right now because apparently construction is seasonal and nothing's happening in the winter, which apparently is when they're filming. So, which makes no sense to me. I thought construction was year round. Well, cause I know they don't do anything for bad weather and that's bad weather. They're in Mississippi. How much snow or anything are you getting? They can get a lot of rain. It may not be snow, but it could be a lot of rain. And they also don't do anything during that time either. So, um, unfortunately, it's all fun on Lindsay to meet these bills, figure out where they're going to stay. Plus, she was still stressed out thinking that Blaine was dealing with his legal ramifications. Um, Then on top of that, she's got a teenage daughter who is very much acting like a teenager. And it's kind of throwing her off. Her and Blaine don't get to spend a whole lot of time now because she is working at a rehab facility where she works from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. She started days. working with some rehabs. It's I found it. I mean, I'm proud of her because she's been sober for 12. She said 12, 12 months, 14 months. She's been sober for a little over a year. She is throwing herself into like helping others being in a predicament where she had been in. And on top of everything else that she's doing, but she's feeling, she's feeling stressed and she wants to spend time with Blaine and she wants to spend time with her daughter. The walls are closing in. Blaine decides to take them all out to go paintballing. Hey, Lindsay, you want to go paintballing? And Molly's like, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to stay home. And they're like, no, no, you got to come with us. They get there and Molly's still like, no, I'm not trying to get hit by paintballs. I'll just chill and wait for you guys to be done. Then in, we get a cute little scene of Blaine and Lindsay trying to to be a part of paintball, but it's really just Blaine trying to cuddle with her and lay on top of her and make her laugh the whole time. It's he, really funny. He outsmarted her. He turned into crying with me, Lindsay. <laughs> I want you to cry with me. I just thought it was really cute how he was like, you got to lay down. And she's like, why do I got to lay down? <laughs> so I can get on top. Then he gets on top of her and somebody shoots him in the leg. It's too funny. So... Then at the end of all of that, they drop off Molly back to her mother's house. So Lindsay's mom's house, Molly's grandmother. And Lindsay's talking to her mom, just being like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with her. And her mom's just like, she's been a teenager. Like, we just write it out, basically. 
But now the even more stress is settling in. She doesn't have a whole lot of sleep behind her. She didn't have the greatest out outgoing with her daughter and Blaine. Now they're headed back home, but things are really piling up on her and she explodes. She They get back to the house they're renting and she freaks out. She just starts crying about how it's too much. She's overwhelmed. She feels like she's on her own and by herself trying to make all this work. And she beats up the garage door. She speed punches, speed bag punches the garage door. Listen, at least she didn't take scissors to it. We're, we're working, we're working and in steps. She, at six, exercise stage left. Exit stage, stage left. That's what she did, right? Ba- basically, and that's where we end it with her just like freaking she out. She left. I hope. I hope she finds reprieve. I hope Blaine steps in to make her feel like she's supported, so that she can take the breath. What is Blaine gonna do? He can only do stuff from like two to six. I. I mean, so what he could do is make sure she gets her food, right? Have her sit down. Be like, babe, let me get you some food. He could run a bath for her massage like pamper her a little bit he could do things that doesn't a, require him to give please. her a sensu massage maybe maybe but like just keep her distracted put on her favorite film or something but i feel like he's his emotional intelligence with Lindsay is good enough that he probably figures out something uh, so do you want to talk about amber tc and puppy or do you want to sure. talk about cameron and eris sure. or sean and sarah next um we could do Sean and Sarah. All right. So um, this was really boring for me. I didn't understand why we needed it to be dragged out as long as it is. T- the T- TLDR of it all is that Sean now knows that Sarah's been keeping the reunion that her daughter has had with Anthony from him. He also knows that her mother, Sarah's mom, kept this secret for her as well. He says he feels betrayed. And then he says he feels that everything they built together is now in shambles because she's betrayed him with this and he feels that there's more to the stories. It's not just Anthony meeting his daughter. It's maybe Sarah and Anthony picking up where they left off. Oh, I don't have anything to say because this is stupidity at its finest. It was just, I don't, it was um, just I so don't long. understand how everything is over now because she didn't tell you the full truth. She I, didn't lie. She just left out a detail. That's called a lie of omission. We've been over this. Whatever. We've been over this. That's tomato, a lie of omission. Tomato, collard greens. I, I mean, I understand I being mission, upset whatever. that she's fully talking to an ex and didn't tell you. Like, that is upsetting. But I also agree. I, would, I don't know about this whole, we built First, everything up and now it's in shambles. He wasn't upset. He was Sean. Do we have so, he was trying to cry and nothing happened. He was trying to act like he was disappointed and nothing really came off. It just came over as duh it was, for me. It was boring to me. Sarah says the best way for them to move forward is for Sean to meet Anthony. We all know that's a train wreck waiting. We all we all know that they're going to immediately be in conflict. So, I, so let's just go to the next couple. Next couple. that was a waste. I'm just going to do Amron. Eris and Cameron. So first thing first, congratulations, Eris. She's having a baby girl with Cameron. Damn. She said so. She says this thing like, "We decided to lay off the birth control." Her and Cameron decided to lay off her birth control, and next thing she knew, pregnancy. Like she didn't know that's how you make a baby. Like, like. And you think surprise? She, you think she would know because she already has one? Who knew? If you, you have she, unprotected sex, you can have a child. You Who think knew? she would know the ingredients it takes to make kids? <laughs> you would think. 
I just really not. liked Cameron's aside, how he was like excited for the pregnancy because he thought he was going to get another boy. He says he's been around too much feminine energy, and then it turns out she's having a, <laughs> she's having a girl. Damn, that was funny. While they're at the ultrasound place uh, trying to get these pictures uh, for Lynn, her Arlena, her daughter, Eris brings up that she wants to reconcile with her father. Reconcile. 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 She tells Cameron that her dad's kind of been upset with her since she let him know about their marriage. And she tells Cameron that they have to come correct to her dad and like apologize so that he can get on board with her having the baby. And Cameron is triggered. Because he doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. To be fair to Cameron, she made it sound like, listen, you in the wrong. We need to apologize. And he's like, I haven't met the man. What the hell are you talking about? So it was just poor choice of words on her part. What she meant to say was, look, I did some things wrong and my dad is upset with me. Mm-hmm. So I have to do some making up with him. I don't, And I would like your help mm. with trying to make it up with him. Mm-hmm. That's how she should have phrased it. But she phrased it like he forced her to fuck up. Right. Like it was it was out of her control. Yeah. And Cameron's the reason why she's on the outs with her dad. Like he, he, And he, he needs to prove something to him. And he's like, I don't got to prove nothing. She was overwhelmed with his lyrics and hot oh, yes. MC skills oh, that yes. she was just able to manipulate her into screwing over and not telling her dad anything. He immediately, it, he's his reaction is very explosive. He's very upset with the fact that she thinks really, he has to prove something to this man that he never met. First of all, his the way he said it wasn't explosive. He just explained himself. But you saw the build. He started talking calmly, and then he started getting real mad about it. And then you, he was like know shouting. What? You know what? Not really. I'm the first one to say this dude has an anger problem. I think he actually really did a lot. To keep his anchor in control. Okay. I was actually proud of him. Okay. He really was just, I think she couldn't understand his logic, what he was saying. Mm-hmm. She couldn't comprehend what he was saying. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Uh, so she used as him getting kind of uh, animated as him getting upset. When really he was trying to explain to her, I don't understand why I have to do any work. I'm just saying, I didn't, they I didn't were like, anything. chill talking about the baby stuff. And then she was like, yeah, we got to get it right with my dad. And he was like, why do I got to get something right with your dad? That's all he said. That's not all he said. He said, why do I got to get something right with yeah, your dad? In that tone. I came and I got a job. I got out of prison. No. I married you. We bought a house. He I don't have to prove nothing else to this man. He just got everything like, he real did. loud and real rushed. No. He was like, let's take a step back and he, we'll come back to this. He got defensive. That's what I'm saying. But he didn't get rowdy and it, like causing a disturbance and all that stuff. But it was enough for her to be like, we need to stop talking about this right now. Let's take the break. The they- reason she said he needs to start talking about this is because he made points. Okay. So then they end up going back home. To talk about this some more. And Cameron apologizes about his reaction. Because that's what you do. Okay. But he does go on to explain that he really doesn't feel the need to prove anything to her dad. And then Eris does point out that like Cameron did want to go about their go about asking for her hand in marriage the traditional way, quote unquote. Where like he goes and talks to the dad and they have a whole conversation. But she dissuaded him from doing that. And then they decided to just elope and get married real fast. But she explains that, like, in a roundabout way, she needs them to be on the same page 
when they're talking about this to her father because he's already feeling wronged then about the whole situation. She should have said that. So basically, like she said, when they got home, he pretty much said the same thing he said in the in the, in the ultrasound place. Uh-huh. But all he did was said, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, he said it. I'm sorry, and he said it in, in a calmer tone for her. Sure, okay. but I also feel like Eris still didn't take majority of the responsibility of her father being upset with her. Of course, she did. <laughs> she still made it sound like it's a we problem, not a me problem. But hopefully, they figure that out. Then they go and have a little meeting with Eris's daughter Lena to let her know about the baby. I like Lena. She's like, "You pregnant? What's going on with this?" Booker, booker. And she's like, yeah, I'm excited to be a big sister. And then Cameron leaves them to let Eris and Lena talk. And she lets her mom know, like, listen, I am a little worried you're going to love this other baby more than me because I used to be the whole baby. And now we're going to have another one. I really don't, I'm not sure how we're going to navigate this. And her mom says, listen, I'm never going to, uh, what did she say? Favoritize (laughs) this person. Bars. Over you. Favoritize, I guess favoritize and prioritize just together. Made it that one word. Um, and they have a cute little mom-daughter moment. And they seem to be on a, on a happy page. Who do we got else? Who else do we got? I think we just got Amber TCN. That was the end of Cameron and Eris. Camp Cameron. We just got Amber. There was no Michael and Justine this week. I was really hoping we were going to get more of that. I don't have to see sequence outfits anymore for a little bit. Listen. Great. Hysterical. Anyway, so Amber TC. And Puppy. We kick it off with Amber trying to talk to TC about uh, being a partner in this Mexican restaurant with her friend. She needs 50 grand to be a partner with this dude in the restaurant. 50Ks, baby. She's not working. She doesn't know where she's going to get this money. So she is a little stressed about figuring that out. She also has been trying to talk to TC about her feelings around the abortion she had three months ago. In case you don't remember, when Amber was going to get this abortion, she said it was to save her liver. I guess her liver is fine because she is drinking and smoking like it's nothing. Um, Because liquor is delicious. But her and TC kind of have like an unspoken rule of just not talking about this abortion. But it's killing her inside. She's dealing with her mental health. She's trying to communicate with TC about how she's feeling since this whole ordeal but he does not want to talk about it. Anytime she brings it up, he's like, you just need to keep yourself distracted. She says, okay, well, I'll try to do this business thing. And he's like, that's one thing. You can also go to the gym. That's, that's, the, other, that's the other thing he tells her. TC distracts himself by trying to find Bigfoot. It is. Or Sasquatch, whatever they call him these days. And he does have an aside where he's like, I honestly just don't know what to tell her. And anything I do is tell her. Just makes her feel worse. I don't really know what to do in this situation. But he, my daddy didn't talk to me when I was a kid. I don't see him say that to Amber. But anyway, zombies. So they're dealing with that. Then we have Amber and Puppy meeting up at the gym. Um, and Amber asks Puppy how she's doing, staying with Queen. Puppy says she's feeling lonely. Amber warns Puppy that she needs to stay away from Eric. And Puppy's like, Yeah, I am staying away from Eric. But what about you and TC? And this kicks off like this conversation of how like tc also isn't the best boyfriend but this makes amber insanely defensive she starts talking about how like there's nothing wrong with her and tc what are you even talking about it's almost like a whose boyfriend's better kind of conversation puppy points out that tc doesn't want her in amber's life like whatsoever apparently puppy had asked to stay on amber's couch when she first moved out of eric's place but 
that TC said no. TC said that couldn't happen. The excuse they're using is that the kids are there. And so Puffy's just like, eh. She's she's upset about it, but she's like, whatever. But Amber is fully upset that Puppy would even bring up those points whatsoever. And then Puppy calls her out even more by saying she can't ever be wrong. She's a little narcissistic. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she freaks out and leaves. Me? Oh, I, my whole thing is this is a lover's quarrel. I think Amber really wants to be a puppy and she's running from what, who she really is. Mm. So, because I think in her mind, she's like, the feelings I had was only because we were in jail and I had nothing else. I had no other options. Mm-hmm. But I think she's starting to slowly realize that that's what she really want to be. Mm-hmm. And now she doesn't know how to deal with it or come to terms or grips with it. Uh-huh. That's what I think it is. You saying it's not, I think that's exactly what it is. Because they argue like a couple. Mm-hmm. It's 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 too passionate for me. Oh, okay. The arguments are too passionate okay. for me. So I think it's a lover's quarrel. But what do I know? I I just pretend to be a podcast host. I don't know. I wonder if it's a compilation of all of those things, but also her not wanting to be wrong about TC because he is kind of putting her in a rock between a rock and a hard place right now, especially with her feelings about everything. I don't think it has anything to do with TC. I think think it's more about her trying to figure out who she really is. I think she's feeling guilty about the abortion. And I think she's also feeling a way that TC might end things or be done with her because of that whole thing. Because okay. it, it, she's seeing it as a hard thing for them to get over. But yeah. who knows? Um, well, and then Amber gets a call from her parents. She's hoping her parents can help her with this 50K. 50. And they say, uh, no, girl, um, we don't think that's a good plan. Her parents argue that, A, her mental health isn't the greatest right now. She's dealing with a lot. And adding a brand new business would just push her over the edge. They also point out that Amber's drinking is out of control. And that's not the first time we've heard this. So Puppy's brought it up. She's an alcoholic. TC's brought it up. And now her parents are also saying it. They're like, is it a good idea that you'd be around all of that on top of also trying to run this business with everything else you're dealing with? And they tell her, you know, lovingly that, listen, we're not going to help you with this to pursue that. We just don't think it's the best option for you right now. Maybe we should get an all. A flower, a, a flower business. That is what he said. We can get some tulips. We can plant tulips. We can get a flower business. We end the scene with Puppy and Amber. By the way, her, if you don't know, her mom is an ex-member of the 80s band, The Jets. We end the scene with Amber and Puppy kind of reconciling. And Amber wants to prove to Puppy that she absolutely can come over to TC's house. And she's like, get on in the truck, girl. Let's go to my house. And she's like, are you sure you want me to drive an Uber? Like, I'll, I could get that way. Like, if I have to leave, I could just get back in that Uber. But she's like, no, no, it's going to be fine. And that's where we end it. We'll find out if TC's okay with Puppy being in his house. And that's it for Love and Lockup. That, that's really it. Life, 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 life after lockups. Lockups.
right, thank you for tuning in for We Like That podcast. Because we like that. If you enjoy this podcast, please stick around. More chaotic episodes are coming down the pike. I'm Joe. I'm Calvin. We'll see you next time.